listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Welcome to episode 73 of How Cinemental. How can you talk if you haven't got a brain? I don't know. But some people without brains do an awful lot of talking. Then why don't you kiss me like everybody else does? How about new? The thing is, Bob, it's not that I'm lazy. It's that I just don't care. I came here like this so you'll know my word of death is true. And that my word of life is then true. everyone and welcome to another episode of the movie podcast that we can only help you enjoy listening to as much as we enjoy making my name is Stephen Hovicki and as always I'm here with my co-host Hassan Godwin and Lathan Conger the third for the first time in our show history we have two guests tonight and I can spend the next five minutes rattling off a laundry list of credits but instead I'll go with they are some might say the most powerful couple in comics having worked at one time or another for nearly every comics company actually anyone's actually heard of he a writer and anchor she a writer and one of the most sought after artists in all of comics to top it all off, they are two of the nicest people you will ever meet on a convention show floor or at the bar afterwards. Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor, welcome to Cinemental. Howdy. Hello. Howdy, guys. Thank actually, you so Jimmy, much. actually, Jimmy, welcome back. And Amanda, yeah. welcome. Well, thank I, you. I, I love how I love how you know this is you people just listening, but whenever you say everybody else's names, they all nod and wave. <laughs> yes. I hope, I hope people really appreciate that. I, I like being able to look at faces when I'm talking. Ex- right. That's why we do this. That's, yeah. I mean, that's why we do this as opposed to just doing like a call or something, just because it's, it's hard, you know? <laughs> so anywho, uh, so let's uh, suffer from consumption. So, now proceed to destroy. No, the no, no. We'll, we'll let our guests. Uh, we'll let our guests uh, go if they would like to play along. Yeah, let them play along. Well, I mean, we've been. <laughs> we've been just sort of. They're like, normal people. They don't make a list of what they want. No, 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 well, right. right. Well, we, we, we started watching um, the mayor. Is or well, something like Mr. That? Mayor. Mr. Mayor. Is that the Ted Danson show? Yeah. 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 I saw the first couple episodes. So it's like Did Tina he... Fey writing it. So it has that same Thirty Rock kind of humor. Yes. Yeah. Like, I know. love anything with a Tina Fey vibe in it. So. And then we watched Soul. We watched Soul, which was so sweet. Oh, okay. It was yeah. such a sweet movie. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, was, it was good and it was beautiful. Oh uh, yeah, the, rend- the rendering of the cities that uh, it looked like guys... New York. You're just like, oh my god, yeah. they're in New York. Yeah. It's a cartoon, New York, and it's it seems so real. And um, we watched something today with Sean Penn, like going to Mars, about going to Mars. Uh, the first. The first. It's, it's called. Yeah. It was very. Heavy. It was yeah. It was it's heavy. very heavy episode. I kind of the first five minutes, I knew exactly where everything was going to go, and it actually went exactly that way. <laughs> that kind of bothered me a little bit. Um, so I don't know if we'll make it to the second one. Oh, we'll oh is it a TV a, show? A TV show? Yeah, TV series on Hulu. Hulu? Okay. Um, There's these shows we, that come out with like Sean, with, did you say Sean Penn? Sean yeah. Penn's in it? And yeah. I don't know anything about it. How is that? I've even, never even heard it's, of it. It's about, it's about the first crew to go to Mars. Okay. And, uh, and, and, uh, but like I said, the five minutes in, I knew exactly where it was going. And maybe it's because <laughs> I write comic books. I see this shit coming a mile away. <laughs> right. Um, he was right, too. He goes, he goes, I'm just going to throw something out there. But this. And I'm like, well, let's see if you're right. And sure yeah, enough. 40 minutes later, exactly what I said. And I was like, oh, I hate when that happens. Right? That's why. I'd rather be disappointed and go, yes. you know. Well, I didn't see that coming. What else were we watching this week? We had this week. Yeah. I and mean, I think it was just like. We finished the show. Didn't oh we? yeah, we we finished. Um... Oh, in, in insatiable. Yeah, that was fun on Netflix. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's about this girl who is kind of large and she loses all this weight and wants to become a beauty queen. And it has the girl from Charmed. What's her name? Um. Uh, Olivia Rachel. Wilde. Oh no, Alyssa no. Milano. Alyssa Milano. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Is in it and she's, um, the, she's like I mean I've seen a lot of the actors before and there's one there's one woman that's from Mad TV but everybody else I kind of don't recognize so it's really nice to get immersed into a show where everybody is actually that character because you don't really remember where you know them from it, right it, right it's two so. seasons of like a, a crazy 
soap opera on steroids. <laughs> it's like for mature audiences, yeah. it goes crazy. It goes a little murder crazy. It goes a little <laughs> uh, cat fight crazy. Oh. It goes a little uh, gender crazy. Yeah, it's, um, it's a lot of fun. It's very modern and it's very, um, I, we didn't know what to expect. We, it was recommended to us. And yeah, we watched two full seasons. We thought it was, it was it's pretty charming in its bizarroness. It's sort of like a, yeah, it's just like a soap opera on steroids where it's a mature audiences. So they kind of take things a little further and some despicable, horrible characters in it. And it um, <laughs> but it's called Insatiable and it had two series. It's on Netflix. And that that I, think, I think that's it. Wow. Right? That, I mean, and, and usually, Usually, like um, we watch a lot of stuff. So. Yeah, <laughs> like read. I haven't been reading any. I've been car shopping because I'm about oh. due for a new car. I have a a 2003 Pontiac Vibe, which I wow. love, but it's time for me to get a car, that, an adult know. car. <laughs> I know it's her first there. adult car. My, my entire <laughs> life, the, I've been driving like college cars. The, vi the vibe is like a go kart with like a, a car frame on it. Yeah, you right. know? <laughs> it's a great car. It's a really good car. Yeah. But yeah, it's time for me to get you know something that's a little you know yeah grown up. I'm I'm in my fifties now, so it's like a grown up car. Oh, we call it old Manda. <laughs> yeah, what do you really where do you really need to go i mean come on it's true i don't really go that many places you know it's like i look at all these fantasy cars like amanda yes. where are your parents located believe it or not they're like five minutes down the road oh that's yeah. hysterical okay we keep, we keep an eye on them we do i they were living you know we all lived up in the northeast for forever and then Jimmy and I found this wonderful house that we fell in love with and bought it and moved into it. And then like a few years later, my parents were like, we like it down here too. <laughs> very sweet. They, they asked permission to move near to us. Oh my God, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> and I was like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> You're not suckering me into this. No, yeah. no way. No, I figured I it, wanna, it's great that I don't want to insult anyone, but no. <laughs> yeah, I, no. It's good to have them close by because when they get older and, you know, fall down we can go pick them up well my dad's know? a very he's a very good planner he's um so he like he figured everything out it's like they were gonna buy a place like an hour south of us or maybe like maybe 35 minutes east of us and then they found the exact piece of property that checked off every single thing that they were looking for and it was five minutes down the road and they were so sweet they were like is it okay if we move this close? We're like, it's fine. <laughs> but, but my dad's like, okay, I need to make sure that when the time comes that I need a walker, I can get my walker down the one step and get over to Starbucks and back. And I'm like, it's good to have goals, dad. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, is, that is a planner. <laughs> he's, planning, he's planning. Yeah, he's planning. He's uh... <laughs> He's like, I'm not moving again, so I gotta make I gotta make sure <laughs> yeah. everything's set up. That you know, so this is it. Yeah, they're like a minute away from the middle of town. They're like a minute walk. They're right off Main Street, so they literally can walk down the street. Yeah. When they find yeah. me dead in my sleep, I don't want the ambulance guys. They have to go up a bunch of steps to get to me. I don't want... Uh... Jimmy, I dug a hole in the backyard. Just push me in it. And, uh, oh my call it a day. They love it so much. They are so happy there. They, they awesome. absolutely awesome. love that place. So. But that's our TV list for the week. And, right. uh, what else? <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, that's it. Instead of watching TV and reading comics, I've been uh, car shopping. Yes, it's researching cars. What are you What are you leaning towards? I'm kind of like looking at the Toyotas, like um, hybrids. Yeah, I'm looking at a Toyota hybrid, not not a Prius, but they make a hybrid Rav Four. Yes, and they make a hybrid Venza, which is kind of a cute. And you like that? You like that mini SUV look? You like do, that yeah. Mini, the mini I SUV like kind of like thing. Put shit in the back. Right on. You know, so. <laughs> Oh look! <laughs> Way too easy. Yeah. <laughs> Here, let me just throw this out in front of you. Yeah, the ball is yeah. attached to the racket. So That's yeah, how easy it is. I'm, I'm sort of leaning towards that. So uh, so yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's hear what Steve wants. All right. So <laughs> I, I start. Everybody get a drink. So I'll uh, I'll, I'll do. 
Get I'll do, comfy. I'll, I'll do television first. Uh, so <laughs> De- Deirdre and I started watching Hinterland last week, which was a British uh, crime series uh, on Netflix. Uh, three seasons worth. We finished the second and the third seasons. Uh, very good. Uh, it was really cool because uh, when you get to the last episode of the third season, it actually brings it all back around to the very first uh, case that they had on the very first episode of the show. Um, so it's actually kind of an overarching tale over the course of three seasons. Uh, very, very well done. Great cast. Great. It was really kind of a cool story um, with a bunch of, inter, you know, intermittent, uh, uh, you know, murder cases in between because it's about a, a group of uh, cops in Wales in this small area in Wales. But they cover a huge area because it's just like mostly just open country. So, you know, there's a lot of driving around. There's a lot of like going to crime scenes that are like, you know, in the middle of like a fucking peat bog in the middle of nowhere, you know, and they just drive out there and like, Oh, a body showed up. It's like, all right. Um, I started, I watched a four part mini series from Australia called deep water. Uh, and it had, uh, Noah, Noah Taylor and, uh, a woman named Yale stone who was on season two of orange is the new black it was, I think her sort of premiere, uh, acting job but um they play a couple of cops in australia and it's a four-part it's all one case it all you know kind of circles around um gay bashing in australia and this is like modern times but like there's a lot of flashing back to old cases from the 80s um that involve different characters family members and stuff like that so uh it's it was it was actually pretty good um not great, but, you know, certainly entertaining enough to keep my keep my interest. And I returned to Halt and Catch Fire, which I had started watching about a year ago. I saw most of the first season and I just got distracted with something else. Uh, so I watched the whole second. Well, the last episode of the first season, the whole second season and started season three. Um, it's a great oh, four show, seasons, right? Four seasons. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll finish it by next week. But um, it's it's uh, if you don't know what it is. It's four seasons of an AMC show that has uh, it stars Lee Pace and Scoot McNary. And basically it um, it's about the birth of kind of of the tech era in computers, starting the first two seasons in Dallas and then seasons three and four moved to California, Northern California. So um, but so far it's it's phenomenal. I know a lot of time a lot of times it gets uh <clears throat> it got kind of compared to Mad Men or being a kind of a ripoff of Mad Men. I don't ever really feel that way. I, I think it's as good as Mad Men was certainly at, uh, at you know, at points, but um, I love Lee Pace. I'll, I'll watch him at anything. So him, him being the lead in this is, is phenomenal. And then uh, as far as movies go, uh, I watched a couple of documentaries last week. One was called the governor, which is about a guy who started off as a bare knuckle fighter uh, in the, the rough and tumble streets of, of London and moved up to a more professional boxing career before finally becoming uh, uh, eventually ended up being in Guy Ritchie movies, uh, you know, and Guy Ritchie's in lock, stock and two smoking barrels uh, before he, before he passed away. So it was, it was a really funny story about this guy who came up from the streets and just being a tough guy, you know, a guy who used to fight people for a living and then eventually became a professional bouncer and, Really interesting. And then I watched uh, another documentary called The Mercury 13, which was about a group of women who were trained as potential astronaut pilots during the Mercury program and then just completely and utterly abandoned at the basically basically what happened was is this guy was behind this program. And then once it sort of would have synced up with what the government was doing with the astronaut program, they essentially just said, yeah, we're not putting women in, in, in space. And that was the end of it. And it was just, it was, you know, and it's just about the, and it has like four of the, the, the group of women, I think were six or seven women, four of them are still alive. So they were still, you know, they were like, you know, recent, recent interviews in the documentary and stuff. It's really, it was really interesting. So they were able to bitch at like the guy. Yes. Well, what was funny <laughs> because fantastic. that's great. And, and what was funny too, because one of the women made like an offhand comment at like some big press thing. And basically all like essentially almost publicly buried themselves because this woman made a comment about 
having kids and being a homemaker and and she makes sense to kind of she didn't she didn't she didn't mean it purposely the way it came out right. but the way it came out was like almost like she was just like putting women in their place without mm-hmm. meaning to and yeah. she just completely sank a whole big chunk of it herself oh. um which she obviously felt awful about rightly so uh we rewatched singing in the rain because uh i hadn't seen it in probably 35 years and uh i just after we watched uh we watched xanadu last week and uh i I saw i saw gene kelly and uh i was like you know what i gotta i gotta go watch some old gene kelly stuff and uh and singing in the rain is the one to go to so uh i watched a horror movie called eli which was on its face pretty typical great as far as horror movies go, great twist ending. Not what you'd expect at all. How are you, where you, where it, where it ends up. You're like, that's, I've never seen it before. And I've seen a lot of horror movies. Um, I watched monster hunter, the new Mila Jovovich uh, video game with, from Paul Anderson. My buddy just texted me. He goes, don't watch it. (laughs) Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. We're not going to go see it then for sure. And the other, and the other problem is, it brings you to a point in the story where you're like, okay, this is going to be the big ending. And then the credits roll. Oh, and you're like, what? It was just like, we okay. Ran out of money. So you just played level one. Is that the, is that the theory of this <laughs> game of this movie? It's, I, I, it's... I know when they have, you know, near us, they have, you can rent the whole theater to watch a new movie. Yeah. And all the movies at two forty nines. $249 you can rent the whole theater and have friends come with it. Nice. But I know Monster Hunter was the only one that was $99 <laughs> in the theater. So I knew something was up when they were just like, hmm. Well, they had like some of the older ones. Usually it's the older movies that are $99 and then like the new releases will be $249. Yeah. Right. But Monster Hunter was a new release that, that was, was $99. <laughs> like, oh, not a good oh, sign. No. Not a good sign. No, I mean, listen, as, as you would expect, it looks fantastic. Mila's great in what she does, but... Was it directed? Who is it directed by? It's, it's Paul W.S. Anderson. Oh, it's Paul, okay. Yeah. Written and directed. He did the adaptation, too. So, I mean, it's... You're wearing that, you're wearing that sweatshirt, buddy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> living, living the dream. Uh, I watched Shadow in the Cloud with uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh, you did, finally. I did. <laughs> I did. And really disappointing. At the yeah, end. What's that about? Great, great beginning though. Great mystery oh. in the beginning. The the setup. Oh, was... not only that, but the whole the whole middle of the movie is essentially it's about a gremlin, a, right? Is it's a whole yeah. Gremlin? It's it's about gremlins. Yeah, on the plane. Not it's, like I gremlins. saw that Bugs Bunny episode. It was probably yes. better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's what when they run out of gas right before it's going to hit the plane, going to hit the ground. It goes. Wasn't there a uh, William Shatner uh, Twilight Zone yeah, with a yeah, gremlin in yeah. it too? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what's the great part of the movie, and this is where it's why the ending is so disappointing, is because the first probably after they get on the plane and actually get in the air, the next probably 45 minutes to an hour is spent just with her in the belly gun of the airplane and everything that happens in the movie is only heard by her over the headphones. So it's all the talking of the rest of the crew. It's almost like phone booth, but in the belly gun of the plane. No. How is there a belly gun on this plane? It's a B-17. It's a B-17. Why is she in World War II? Yeah, it takes place during World War II. She's a soldier? That's one of the, the, the elements of the story yes. is why she's on the plane. It's a right. mystery. If we told you. And then... I just I just thought that that was really interesting that everything was done. I thought they were going to do the whole movie that way. But she eventually like does get out and back on the plane. But basically something happens where it just completely lost me. You know, the, the rivaling rivaling the helicopter in the tunnel in Mission Impossible, where it's just oh, like settle down. I, I can't. I just settle can't. Down. I can't get past it. Yeah, and, but that went fast at least. Settle down. And that then I, that went really fast though. Yeah, and then then I get to the end credits and see that Max Landis wrote it, and at that point I was like, I'm out. Thank I you. told you that though. Did you? I I yeah. I I'd, I'd forgotten the Max. You guys Landis never listen to me. You never um, seen hey, hey, hey ran- randomly, if I could jump in. Did you guys ever watch The Great? No. Okay, then I'm going to just say this right now. It's on Hulu. You guys have Hulu? Yeah. Your- yeah. Watch this show, The Great. It's one season. Okay. I don't even want to tell you anything about it. It's 
insane. It's it's about the well. If you can tell, it's period drama. It's a period drama okay. that's completely insane. Like you will be laughing your ass off every episode. I don't want to tell you anything more. Just watch the great. That's your assignment. Okay. Yeah. I think it's one of the best things they ever made on Hulu. It's, it's loosely truthful history. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, Fair enough. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And amazing acting. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I, I was just going to say, like, Jimmy had remembered that we had forgot to tell you guys that we watched uh, Lily Hammer, which is, I think it was. Oh, that's on my list of stuff to watch. Okay. <laughs> For And I didn't realize this. It was the. For, I keep reading that it was the first Netflix series that, you know, like that they put out, you know. Oh, like that they, they actually made. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And um, it's really, really good. And I think it was supposed to be three seasons, but then Netflix four. cut it short. Four seasons? I think yes, it's four. It was three, you're right. It's three seasons. It was supposed to be four. And I think Netflix cut it short, and I, I wish they hadn't because I could have gone. A it's lot it's cute. It, it's cheap and awkward, and and cut really weird in parts. Okay, but if you can get past that, it's kind of funny. It might be it's, very Scandinavian. It might be like Scandinavian, like yeah, like it's, all, it's produced and, in Scandinavia. Yeah, well, I'm a big, had, I'm a big fan of 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 Norwegian and like the the, the their kind of stuff that they do up there. Like a lot, of, oh, I watch yeah. a lot of, well, I watch a lot of their it, crime stuff. Steve yeah. Van Zandt plays yeah. almost the same guy he was in The Sopranos, <laughs> thrown into the Netherlands. Thrown in, you know. We won't tell you any more than that. But no, it's, it's really fun. Okay, yeah, no, fun. that's that's on my that's on, that's near the top of my list of of new series to get yeah. into. Uh, it's, cute. it's cute. Uh, I watched Greyhound finally. Ah, another good one. Uh, and yeah, I mean, wasn't that way better than it should have been? <laughs> oh yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh, it, it's uh, it was the it was an Apple TV original with Tom Hanks, and he plays the commander of a World War II destroyer, which is oh. the head of a convoy going from the U.S. to England. And basically, the movie is like fifty hours. They basically what happens is is they get air cover from the U.S. to a certain point, then they get air cover from the U.K. to a certain point, but they have a fifty-hour window where they have no air cover. And basically what and that's where all the all the ships get taken out by German subs is in this area where there's no air pack and the wolf pack just hunts in this area and they constantly. And so it's basically uh, two just over two days of them, you know, working day and night to try and protect ships in this convoy in World War Two. And it's it's a whole nautical warfare. It's really high pressure, intense, very active, a lot of action all the time. Uh, obviously Hanks is brilliant as always. Um, but I mean, I'm a big, um, Navy history guy, especially when it comes to movies. And I, I, I'd waited a while to watch this. Cause just, cause I didn't really know what I, what, what all was involved or how it was going to actually play out. Uh, and I'm now I'm really sorry I waited cause it was, it was fantastic. So it's like a subpar hunt for Red October is what you're telling me. No, it's actually, well, if nothing you want subpar it, about it, not nothing subpar about it. It's like two, it's like a two hour version of the last 15 minutes of hunt for Red October. Okay. It's like, it's like live submarine versus ship warfare for, for like two full hours. Okay. Just really, really good. And you just see how vulnerable those ships are, you know? Yes. Like those, oh yeah. <laughs> I was actually no. surprised that that more weren't, you know, attacked at that. But I mean, just the whole nautical, the whole naval warfare aspect of it at that time is just really amazing. Uh, I watched House Three because I'm working my way through the, hor- the horrible House movies. <laughs> you don't mention you to. on uh, on Rogue Matter. Yeah, Rogue I, Rogue. I, I, yeah, I heard you. <laughs> uh, and and Three was uh, far superior to Two, but still unwatchable. Was that the one with Terry Trias in it, or with who? Terry Trias. It was a it was a woman who uh, took over the house and her son, no. I think. Okay, no. so that must be the fourth one. That must be the fourth one. Yeah, all right. Fourth uh, one is better than the other two, but yes. it's not it's not that great. <laughs> Just yeah. letting you know. There th- these are se- these are sequels to the movie House with William Cat from like 1985. Remember those? <laughs> Why don't I remember those? It's a good because you're intelligent. You've seen them. You just blocked them out, probably. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it sounds familiar, but... At least two I... of them went straight to video. Three and four, I think, went straight to video. But uh, they rushed House 2 out the year after the original one because the original one was successful. And it, there's nobody in this room, in, in, the, in the five people who are here, 
any of us could have written a better screenplay for the second movie than what they actually <laughs> shot. I mean, it, it was just or the was, first movie or I'll, the first one's silly and fun, but no, whatever. He's a curmudgeon. Oh, I watched I watched uh, the latest uh, Indonesian horror film from Kimo Stambol on Shudder, which is called The Queen of Black Magic. It is phenomenal. Super, super creepy stuff uh, visually. And I mean, I'm, I'm a big horror fan. I, you know, uh, unapologetically. And this is, uh, I very rarely get to see horror films that are not only well-made, but have really great creepy visuals that literally make my skin crawl. And there was some really good stuff in this one. Um, Indonesia is killing it when it comes to horror stuff these days. Really? Oh okay. yeah. Um, Wait, did you see random acts of violence? I have not watched it yet. I have not watched it yet. <laughs> Okay, I won't say anything. Son of a... The best part is seeing my name twice in the credits. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a fun movie. But like I said, the best part is seeing my name. Oh. I watched watched Shin Godzilla, finally. (gasps) I love that. So good. Took you a long time to get to. So good. Yeah, we saw it. We saw it on the big screen. We did. Um, My parents. So did I. Nice. See, see, it's good to see it on a big screen, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's yeah, re- it it's a wonderful. really good. It's terrifying reboot of the Godzilla story, and I yeah. love the way that it's told through all the bureaucracy of like yes. government, like Japanese government. That's just yes, really, it was really yeah, it great, was like great. it was like political commentary and terror. Yeah, and, and <laughs> giant monsters. <laughs> yeah. And it was like this wonderful like slow burn. Because yeah. this yeah. thing shows yeah. up and you're like, what does this have to do with yeah, yeah. Godzilla? You know, tadpole Godzilla. Yeah, right. And then it just turns into the big eyes. It turns into the scariest Godzilla you've ever seen. Yes, the other like yeah. what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> it's true because you're looking at them like, and you're kind of disappointed because you know you you judge so many Godzillas by the Godzilla that you grew up with. Yeah, and right. right. You know, so I've been called worse. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see, you see the tadpole Godzilla, and you're like, "Oh my god, they really screwed at this!" And it's like hitting people's private yachts as it's making. Yeah. It's and then you feel like, "Oh my god, the it's a baby!" Yeah. You know. <laughs> It's a fun movie. It's a it's a lot of fun. Uh, I watched I, a, I watched a, a crazy movie from the seventies with Richard Burton called The Medusa Touch. I saw that long, long time ago. Boy. About a guy who uh, Jimmy, um, you you don't realize we're still we're still cycling through Steve's consumption now. We're not even we're not even having <laughs> a separate no show after this, this. Is not yeah. This is not a separate discussion. We're still going through his list of things that okay, he watched. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be quiet since last Wednesday. <laughs> This is stuff he's watched in seven days. Okay. <laughs> All right. Ma- mathematically, he's now down to 13 hours for seven <laughs> days of sleep, eating and doing anything else. But he I only sleep four off. hours a night. What do you want from me? <laughs> um, that's still, that's more. That's more I watched a, uh, a mediocre Bigfoot movie called Hoax. Uh, <laughs> I was about halfway through it and realized uh, I'd already seen it. Oh, uh, God. I watched two. He's two doubling old- up. Two older British horror films, one, one called The Horror of Snape Island or Tower of Evil, which was uh, actually pretty good. Another one of those movies that you can call, uh, oh, by the way, everyone dies. And uh, I watched a movie called The House of the Long Shadows, which is solely oh, important. It was solely important because, A, it's a really, it's a cute idea. B, it's important from the standpoint that it contains... John Carradine, Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, wow, um, Vincent Price, Vincent Price, yeah, all in wow. one movie. I love the ending without saying yes. anything about it. Absolutely, it's a great it's ending. A, it's a really cute movie. It's a, it's really, it's really for having those four guys in one film and to have like it at the end have it all wrap up and be kind of a cute ending. It's, it's kind of great. And which movie is this again? This is called House of the Long Shadows. Okay, we're writing everything down, you know. Okay. You can always just send me. Th- <laughs> send me the you can always just send me an email and say, "Hey, what was your watch list this week?" <laughs> we only have five things right now that we wrote that. That out of the stuff I watched, you probably only five worth watching. Yes. No, out of all of you guys. No, no. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> the only one was worth watching out of what you said. There you go. And that was it. Uh, besides, obviously, oh, the, the movies short for, this week. The movies for uh, the movies for the show. So. 
so we have suffered enough and uh, we will move on. We'd like to thank Purple Planet Music uh, for sponsoring the show. And so our, our uh, uh, I, I don't think I'm going to call it a guilty pleasure because it actually is a, a higher rated film than, than their primary pick, but I will call it an accompanying film. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Harry was a small-time crook. Oh, boy. Till he opened the door. Oh, no, no, we're not ready for your audition. Just take him, he's ready. You ready, right? To a really big break. See, this is what I'm talking about. Old-school method. But he'll need a real cop. Detective lessons tomorrow for your acting. Oh, you're the uh, consultant. Are you gay, Perry? Still gay? Me? No. I just like the name so much, I can't get rid of it. So what do you do? I'm a private detective. She thinks I'm a detective. Of all the idiot things to do. My sister from Shane Black, the creator of Lethal Weapon. Do not play detective. Moron. Go home before the bad guys do something bad to you. Look up idiot in the dictionary. You know what you'll find? A picture of me? No. The definition of the word idiot. Where is the girl? You put a live round in that gun. Oh, yeah. There was like an 8% chance. Who taught you math? Robert Downey Jr. What do you think? I'm stupid? Val Kilmer. Yes. I think you're stupid. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. These lessons suck. In 2005, written and directed by Shane Black with a running time of 103 minutes. A New York City thief gets mistaken for an actor and gets sucked into the world of Hollywood shenanigans. Once there, he stumbles into a murder mystery fresh out of a pulp novel, and he, a childhood sweetheart, and his PI consultant hurry to solve it before they all get killed. Why kiss, kiss, bang, bang? (laughs) I think this is like Amanda's movie night. It is Amanda's movie night. Why not? <laughs> so remember I was telling you with the Poseidon Adventure that that was my first all-time favorite movie? Yes. Of Okay. So like every, every like, I don't know, like seven to 10 years, I will have a new favorite movie. Okay. And my second one was Star Wars. My third one was The Terminator. So it like seems to go like, all right, when I was in my single digits, it was the side adventure. When I was a teenager, it was Star Wars. When I was in my 20s, maybe late teens, it was the Terminator and on and on. And then I think it was, what was it, 2000? What was it, 2005, you said? Yeah, 2005. So yeah, it would be when I turned 40. That was my favorite movie of my 40s. <laughs> and it was another movie that I went to see multiple times. And it's, you know, we saw it, I think we saw it with Garth and Ruth the first time. Yeah, and then is, the yeah. second time I dragged my parents to see it. And then the third time, I think I dragged you to see it again or something. I don't know. You just I keep taking people to see it. Yeah. So I have yeah. it's my excuse to see it again. Of course. So. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was my later in life favorite. So why do you like it? Well, I just, I I love silliness. (laughs) (laughs) I love silliness peppered with a lot of dark stuff. Or maybe I like dark stuff peppered with a lot of silliness, right? Which is what it has. It's a balance. Yeah. And I love a good caper, but I like a good caper with comedy in it. And you can't beat the dialogue. The dialogue is brilliant. Um, the characters are brilliant. You just, you fall in love with the three main characters. You just like, they're, they're so wonderful. And Gay Perry. Gay Perry. Perry. <laughs> right, and Harry, yeah. what was the girl's name? The girl's name was, give me a minute. Um, <laughs> oh my, too much wine. Uh-oh. Um, too much wine. Don't tell me. Um, Begins with an H. Yes. Here we go again. Oh no. Begins with an H. Um, Harmony. There you go. Yep. Harmony. Harmony. Harry and Gay Perry. Yes. So, so yeah, I just I love the characters and they're just so silly with each other. And then, um, I I mean, there's so many scenes that make you cringe and laugh at the same time, and I I, I really like cringy laughter a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like I liked it because. Shane Black, which when he's on, he's really on. Yes. Um, There's a there's a a tired of the world aspect to the writing of it that Mm -hmm. like he now Shane lives in L.A. 
So when Robert Downey goes to L.A., it's like Shane gets to shake, you know, do his list of things that drives him crazy about living in that town and work it into the story. And it's hysterical. I mean, you know, the yeah. whole scene with the women, the L.A. women shaking. OK, I, I, that's one of my favorite lines in the movie. And let me see if I get it right. It's like somebody grabbed America by the East Coast and shook it, oh, yeah. and all the same girls managed to hang on. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so there's like, I mean, just the, just the, uh, just the idea, just the scenes where uh, they're in the bar and, you know, pointing out celeb- guys that look like celebrities, yeah. you know, yeah. together. And, and Puerto like, Rican Joe Pesci. I used to do all the time. Yeah, we used to do that all. And, and uh, like, just like, you know, what do you do for a living, you know? And, uh, you know, just like there's so much great snappy dialogue that defines these characters right out of the gate. You know, uh, Val Kilmer is like so oh. dry. And so I, I'm so done with everybody and everything. <laughs> so snarky. So snarky. Yeah. And, and I think it's like a whole crew of characters that are just complete assholes that <laughs> are charming, you know, in their, in their way. And, and again, you feel, you really feel for the character, all of them, you feel for all the characters, even though, even though the mystery is insane and it's over the top, you do like there there is this great sort of like these two guys just don't belong together and yet why am i enjoying this so much that they just keep picking on each other constantly <laughs> and then uh downey's just so i mean the the opening scene where he's just stealing a toy for his kid it's it's just like right <laughs> out of the gate these are despicable human being and yet he's dragging me on his adventure and i actually feel for him and and again, Shane could the, the, the direction is wonderful because it turns into the, it's crazy stuff. Then all of a sudden they'll have a really intense scene where someone's killed and the girl's laying there and he's looking at her as she's yeah. dying. Like, the, like there's just some he's able to kind of flip this switch back and forth between, you know, this is insane, this is over the top. Here's a flashback of me doing magic. Here's me commenting to you, the audience, like this is a stupid scene. Let's just push through this and get to the next scene. There's so much cleverness in it um, that it's worth a second watch because there's there's just so much wonderful little things in it. And or again, a fifth I, or a sixth watch. Depending. Right, it depends yeah. on your man. <laughs> that's um, right. But there's so much commentary about Los Angeles yeah. that so rings true in it. Um, I just found it, being a New Yorker, <laughs> I found it completely entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And having been in LA enough to understand. Wow, oh my God. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, I mean, just... I, there was a line where like, somebody asked, what do you do? Like the, the first thing, right? People ask, what do you do for a living? Yeah. It's such an LA thing. It's not what your name is. It's what, what do you do for a living? Right. Right out of the gate. Are you important? You're not important. Right. Exactly. Right. You know, uh, <laughs> even him going to the party and he's just looking at this bizarreness and he's like, okay. And then, you know, he goes to the next thing. It's just like, it's like, we are so in for the, the ride. Of, of this adventure opening up. And, and again, what's her name? I can't remember the actress that was in it. She was great. Oh, yeah. Um, Michelle Monaghan. Michelle, Michelle Monaghan, Monaghan yeah. is so great in it. Yeah. And so genuine. Like, it looks, you know, like this, it doesn't feel like anybody's acting in this movie. It feels like they're having yeah. a blast and, and, and those are the characters who they are. And I definitely would have been down for three more of these movies with these characters. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they, they just did what every comic book writer wishes they could do is establish something completely new and yet i want i want more i, I want so much more yeah. to it um yeah it makes you wish that they it was like a james bond thing where you could have uh you know harry and gay perry go to <laughs> chicago right you know or you know yeah I, I i think shane black is uh missing the boat not doing a daughters of the dragon movie because I think I think oh, that would be good. I think Misty Knight and Colleen Wing by Shane fun. Black would be the most fun, crazy movie ever. But oh, I, I want to see that so bad now. But I'm a huge we're huge, we're huge Shane Black fans. And actually, quick little story we can brag a little bit is we <laughs> went to see him talk at the uh, Long Beach Con. He was talking about Iron That's Man right. Three. That's right. And I asked a couple of questions, and I introduced myself afterwards. And he goes, "Oh, are you you're not the Jimmy Pomeranian writes Jonah Hex." And I'm like, "Yeah, I am." And he's like, "That's Dude. incredibly flattering." Yeah, and and I, I go, "What?" And he goes, "That's my favorite comic, man." He goes, "Holy shit!" He goes, "Here's my phone number. Next time you're in L, L A, let's let's grab a bite." 
So the next time we were in L.A., I called him and I said, yeah, Amanda and I in. He goes, yeah, yeah, come meet me at our thing. So we had a lunch together. That talk, was really talking fun. Talking about stuff. Yeah. And it was um, awesome. And he was huh. exactly <laughs> like his movies, <laughs> you know, entertaining as hell, smart, smart mm-hmm. as hell, and yet sick of the world on some weird level, which I kind of find it very entertaining. But that that was the trauma of that movie for me. Yeah, I, I hadn't. I, I when I started watching this, I uh, I think I probably haven't seen it since I saw it when it came out, and I have to say, and I remembered really liking it. That, but but I I remembered very little other than that. Wow, awesome! Uh, and I I five minutes into the movie, I remembered for all the reasons you awesome. just listed exactly why I remembered liking it so much. I love, I love the whole sort of very noirish delivery of the, of the narration and him using flashback to tell how, you know, how, how he got to the party, how harmony got to the party, you know, how, why, who, who everybody is and why they're there. I love the whole thing where he, he walks into the room. He's like, get your hand off her. I'll kick your ass, blah, blah, blah. And they just cut to him getting the shit kicked out of him, literally. And it's just, I mean, it's just, it's just so perfect. It's just like such a, such a reality check. Um, yeah. Downey is, Downey is, is, was built for this role. I mean, he, the same way, the same way Val Kilmer just absolutely delivers that, that dry line at every, at every step, every scene that the two of them are in together is just so entertaining to watch the two of them play off each other because Downey is like so lively and energetic. And, and like you said, Val Kilmer has just got like this sick of the world attitude where he's just like, I'm done with this. I don't, you know, it's like, he's like, well, you, oh, oh yeah, I get it. You look up a idiot in the dictionary and there'd be a picture of me. Right. And he's like, no, there'd be the definition of idiot, which you are. <laughs> just... <laughs> And for him to play this character named Gay Perry and be, you know, be this, this like out private eye, you know, working as a consultant in Hollywood, but having none of like the, the stereotypical gay effectual like components that you normally would get from Hollywood in a, in that, and a guy who's gay in a role, you know, there's no lisping, there's no, if, you know, femininity. It's just, he's just, oh, they call me Gay Perry because I'm gay. And it's like, and he's like, he's like, ask him at the party. He's like, are you still gay? And he's like, no, no, I'm, 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 not, I'm just, I'm here looking for pussy. That's like, what do you think? It's like, he's it's such a, a smart ass. He, oh, God. It's so, the, like you said, the, the, the script on this is just so, it's just so on point. And like every little bit of it. I mean, I think that at the, you know, towards the end, in order to wrap up the story, it loses a little bit of that because it gets pretty, especially in the third act, it gets a little, obviously a little more serious. Um, but there's just I mean, the whole thing with the finger, you know, and like, you know, and he, 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 gets, he gets, she's like, did I just cut off your finger? And he's like, yeah. And he looked down, and there's just a finger on the floor. No, there was a spider on you. what the hell like how do you write something like that without maybe it happening to you on some level right right that's the thing you have to wonder how many of those little things like that it's like that you you, how can you pull those out of thin air uh hassan what'd you think okay uh i didn't like them (laughs) no really not really no i it, it, it every one of those scenes that you described were yeah. standout were really well written and were funny but they didn't to me they didn't go together very well they didn't they didn't go together cohesively and um in my opinion this is kind of awkward now because you guys are just laughing about it for like the last <laughs> 10 minutes um have you you had not seen it before i'd seen it before i didn't like it earlier i didn't like it when i first okay. saw it so now i've okay. watched it again uh in trying to be objective as possible i think you may be and i'm and this is not uh, and like to, to put any pressure or say anything else, but I think you may be the first person I've met who doesn't like this movie. I don't, it's, it's, it's very different. It's not like I dislike it. It's not like, it's not like rise of Skywalker, you know, dislike, right. It's, <laughs> it's, um, it's just like, to me, I, I honestly, my immediate thought was this is not working. So it was, it was good, but it just didn't feel cohesive to me. Um, okay. It kept breaking, you know. It did the, you know, thing. Keep, uh, kept breaking the fourth wall. Kept, you know, kept breaking the narrative. Uh, kept subverting expectations. I.e., the, you know, the scene with the uh, Downey 
uh, getting beat up and uh, a number of other things. But for some reason, it just it just it just didn't it didn't tie together very well. No. There are some great scenes in it. The scene with the, the pink haired girl gets murdered. The scene where he loses his finger, you know, yeah. that's a, there, there's some good stuff in it. But it's like it, some of those scenes were like this is from a different movie. Like this doesn't to me, it doesn't it doesn't adhere together very well. And also they, it, it seems like they were really trying to have a uh, an like an intricate mystery with it that had a lot of layers and a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of threads and a lot of red herrings. And I don't know, personally, about 20 minutes into the mystery, I didn't care. Like, it's, I, and I hate to say that because I, that sounds like, that sounds like personally, like, you know, I demand this movie entertain me. I don't, I'm not that way about it. It's just, it's not like I, I don't care. This, you know, this, this movie failed to entertain me. So fuck it. I'm turning it off. It wasn't like that. It's just, <laughs> it just didn't work. It's just, yeah, the, the, I just, I just kept losing the the plot maybe it was me maybe i'm just maybe i wasn't sophisticated yeah, enough listen. to like it but um maybe it just wasn't your thing yeah. maybe you just didn't like it that much yeah i mean i would have been better if lathan went first <laughs> you went first last <laughs> i know <laughs> but it's like really hard to 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 come out and and stop it. well i'm not stopping it but it's hard to stop a movie right after like like pretty much <laughs> You know, uh, to a few yeah. Yeah. <laughs> three quarters of the panel are like laughing their asses off about it, and you're like, mm, I wanted more story. <laughs> you know, it just sounds, it sounds terrible. If you didn't like it, you didn't like it. I know, I, yeah, I'm all right, I'm okay with it. I will, I will agree with you. The main story is secondary, it is. It's like it, there's a it, lot of it's all about, it's all about characters because mm-hmm. the secondary, the story with the sister and the thing. It's like all it's almost not important as the relationship between these two guys and and how they grow together, you know, how they kind of get stuck with each other. I agree with that because I had to watch it a second time to fully piece together what exactly was going down and who's and the sister and the you know the the novel tie in and and all that kind of stuff. I I didn't get it the first time yeah. because I was so dazzled with everything else visually it's beautiful too it's a beautiful it's a very film. pretty movie it's it, it the money is yeah. there like it's not a yeah it's not a cheap film uh robert downey jr is 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 uh is you know pitch perfect in it as usual like freaking corbin yeah. burnson is great in it you know for <laughs> as, as brief as he's in it <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's not like I was sitting there like this is torture. I can't get this off. Like, put the Poseidon adventure on again. Um, <laughs> but, for, but you can tell Shane Black was more interested, more vested in, in even the outside the house when the, when the when the guy comes and he shoots the gun. He's counting and he counted wrong and he kills the guy. <laughs> He's like, oh, I, so wait, that's not a quarter of a fraction, you know? Like, like you can tell he's, he's much like, more, oh. he's, he's much more in love. Yeah. Don't do that. And the Don't scene, do math. the scene with the yeah, no, he's yeah. like, he's like, it's like an eight percent chance. Eight percent? Who taught you math? Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, like those jokes did. They to me, they didn't like they didn't make up for. Oh, that's not that's not the right description. After you watch a girl get shot in her own bedroom. And then you come out from under the bed and the guy who's who did it is there and you've got his gun and you shoot him five times. It is ballsy to try to go back to telling jokes again. But if you don't do it right, it doesn't land like, you know, with certain in a certain way. I don't know. That's that's kind of how I felt like you're not going to try to joke your way out of this after you, you know. Granted, he was on drugs. (laughs) <laughs> okay that's right that's right you had the well, plus plus two they they actually sort of already softened that blow a little because after he shoots him a couple of times he's still standing there but then when he wa- he you know when he comes around the end of the bed and by the time he's fallen to the floor after the third shot and then he's just standing kind of standing over him and he just shoots him like two or three more times well i did like that he peed on the girl and the dead girl in the shower <laughs> and he was on the phone <laughs> he just kept peeing. Yeah. Like there was so, but it, again, I mm-hmm. I totally agree with you there. It's like if you're it, not into that kind of humor, it, I guess you're not into it the changed tone. It changed tone so much too too yeah. often, almost too often for me to be able to 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 it, to get a gauge on how to feel it. about a lot of it. And, and I think, and I think also what you point out, it's a very Shane Black thing. 
you know, it's a very like the night. If you watch Nice Guys, it's the same kind of thing. Like there's uh, Shane Black has this like beat to his stuff that is just his. It's sort of like a, um, it's sort of like the guy that did the uh, 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 oh the guy um, John Waters like movie has a kind of beat to it that is John Waters and right. Shane Black to me has a beat to it. This is his this is his first foray really into comedy or trying to do something like non actiony. You know, it's if, according to what I read about it, and right. he, yeah. I don't think he meshed the two together very well. Um, because halfway through it, according to what I read, he was like, "Yeah, I'm going to put a murder in it." You know, because it was just about a quirk. It's supposed to be a, just a quirky story about a couple. You know, and it it just didn't gel together very well. So he threw a murder in it. Threw threw a murder mystery in it, and I just to me the tones don't work together very often and then like there's a there's there's some modern day sensibility shit that i won't weigh the movie down with but a lot of the gay jokes didn't work for me i mean just just little things like that um but that's not the movie's fault the movie is a product of its era and i can't blame it for any of that stuff um it just eh, it just didn't it didn't get me over the finish line that's all um i, I enjoyed watching it though that's my caveat. I always I always tell people, I mean, I mean, I wanted to murder a cat after I saw it, but it was a good experience. <laughs> <laughs> like? Uh, yeah, I saw it when it came out. You know, I probably went to see it because I've loved everything Shane Black's written before this. Uh, Last Boy Scout is one of my, you know, all-time favorite, like, <clears throat> I don't know, it's, it's a movie that just doesn't miss any of its beats and uh so i was interested to see what he would do as a director and i'm probably not down where hassan is and probably not up where you guys are but it's uh you know it's that you know he's a brilliant writer he he knows dialogue probably better than anyone and it's a crisp movie it moves it's not that long i think it's only hour 40 i think something yeah. like that so it's it, you know it moves it tells its story. He's really good at taking like a genre that's been done a billion times, you know, whatever you'd call this genre, detective genre, I guess. And it's a noir. You know, it's a, I mean it's a, a modern noir essentially. Yeah, modern noir, and uh, it makes it fresh. You know, it doesn't feel like you're watching something that's been done before. I don't know. I just uh, I, I I didn't love it, but. I really would want to see a sequel to this. I think what you've established here would lead to something even more interesting with the set, you know, the second story you wrote with these characters. Uh, but, you know, the jokes work sometimes. I don't think they always work. The two lead actors are great. Uh, they carry the movie. It's very, it's very compact. I like movies like this that are like set in a small area and yet they're still really interesting without going to a million locations. I don't have much more to say about it. I just, I, I enjoyed it uh, watching it a second time. I won't see it twice in the theater and uh, here. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, I, I didn't, I had forgotten what other movies Shane Black had directed recently. And especially Iron Man three, I you know totally forgot about that. And it's uh, you know, like, it's good to see someone like not bow to he, he's, you know, he's a big name in Hollywood. He's a script doctor and a big writer, but he makes a movie like this to show that he gets it, how to still make an original film that doesn't play to the stereotypes or play to, you know, stories that have been done before. And that, you know, I really like that. Yeah. There's a, the one thing about this this movie that was funny is I found that there's a there's a tremendous list of little nods that he threw into this movie to to other films. I mean, like they're all over the place. Like I didn't even I caught a handful of them just because the obvious ones. But there are so many things in this movie that are like clearly references to other films and old TV and just other Hollywood stuff. You know, obviously, all the film chapter headings are Raymond Chandler book titles. Sure. Which is kind of a funny connection. There's the the flashback to her at home when she when the when she's in the or when she's got the baseball bat and it's got Wonder Girl on it, you know, is is a nod to the natural from Wonder yeah. Boy. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, when 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 Downey walks into that party that they have all the all the live sort of performance art going on, uh in the background, when he walks in, 
there is a big Pazuzu statue from The Exorcist you know, under a red light in the, oh, in, the wow. in the background of the scene. Um, I think that was his house too. I think that well, the was, par- uh, the party at the beginning was shot at yeah. his house. Yeah, yeah, it's because he's famous for having Halloween giant Halloween parties. Okay, that's what his thing is every year. And then, um, you know, uh, his room, uh, Harry's room at the hotel is Joe Friday's badge number from Dragnet. <laughs> you know, the, I mean, and, the, you know, the, the, her friend Flicka. I mean, it's yes. just, there's a million little there's a million little nods like that. And then on on Amazon, I found a ton more, you know, the, of like all these different all these different little things that are like references to other thing, you know, like uh, the, the scene where, where, where he's showing him uh, the movie with Corbin Burnson in it on the videotape uh, with Lord of the cock rings, you know, as the title of the, <laughs> of the fake title, but it's like, you know, it's like, Oh, it's got Michael Beck in it. And Gay Perry's like, Oh, from Xanadu. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's just, you know, all that, all those little bits of like bits and pieces so, and stuff. Well, I guess I'll have to see it again. Yeah, there's there's stuff you missed. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there, uh, it just a lot of pop culture. Yeah, there's a lot of little <laughs> a lot of little nods in this, which which makes sense. So uh, a couple of couple of funny little things I found uh, before he was replaced by Robert Downey Jr. Harry was supposed to be played by Johnny Knoxville. Really? Ooh, thank God that didn't happen. <laughs> I, mean, I like Johnny Knoxville, but I don't think he could have brought the charm to it. Right. Like, yeah, there's a, there's a part of it he could have pulled off, but I don't think he could have pulled it off entirely. Right. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of his. And uh, in the beer commercial with the bear and her, yes. the voice yeah. of the bear, Lawrence Fishburne. Yep. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. <laughs> A little silly, but you know. What do you suppose it meant like, like in, in the, I guess the beginning slash middle of the movie, it has harmony in the commercial, and at the end of the movie, she's not in the commercial, so right. it's like she doing the Hollywood thing, and she just like told everybody she was in the commercial, or no, they because just the her, or... the girl in the commercial, in the second time. Mm-hmm. is the 35-year-old actress from the other end of the bar who she was saying can't get any jobs because she's she's aged out. Oh, oh, funny. oh my God. I'm going to have to watch this again, clearly. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I've seen it multiple times and I always was trying to, like, figure that one out, you know? Yeah, so, I, just, I okay. just assumed that it was, they did another version of the commercial just with a different actress. Yeah. Uh, yeah and then well, the other... I was like, well, yeah, I was trying to figure out what it meant. But yeah, it was the other thing that I spotted, and it's simply because uh, Deirdre and I are big fans of Modern Family, the TV Uh show, the girl at the very beginning who was in the box being cut in half. Yes. When he's he's doing his magic show. Uh That was Alex. The the younger daughter on Modern Uh Family. Played Little Harmony. Yes. Who played young, very young, seven year old Harmony. Alex right. uh, Ariel Winter. Ariel Winter. Okay. Yep. And I was just like, I had, we I had to go back and see and look again after I saw her <laughs> name in the credits. I'm like, no way. I'm like, I go back. It's just it's just hysterical. But uh so yeah, so that's uh that's yeah, and the title, which uh comes from a number of different things, not only um a song from the Thunderball soundtrack, but also mm-hmm. a very famous uh book title from Pauline Kale, uh, because she had distilled she had distilled the the things that most drive people to cinema. And she felt that that was kiss, kiss, bang, bang. That that was, that was the, that was the thing that pulls people to, to see films. So. Yeah. <laughs> She's an awful critic. Awful. I do uh, not like her. Oh, who, who is she? Where did she do her reviews for? Uh, the, not the New Yorker. Um, Newsweek. No, I thought it was a newspaper. I think she's a newspaper critic. Really? Oh, Times? Maybe the Times? Uh, New Yorker. I was right. Oh, she New was Yorker, a New Yorker. 1968 to 1991. Wow. That's a I almost always disagreed with her. I mean, she was just... <laughs> Consistent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean... We need to go someplace. Hmm. So that uh, we can we can let these two go to bed. But, uh, but first, <laughs> oh, first, as Jimmy knows... Yes. We have to go down the tubes. And again, the internet 
is not something that you just dump something on. It's not a big truck. It's, it's a series of tubes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now we'll discuss uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang for our fewer posters here. Okay. You've got the uh, this is the this is the basic this is the the standard release yeah, uh, version yeah. of the poster. This is the one I remember. Yeah. And it's yeah, fun. It's is... got it's got the main characters in it. Yeah, it's very it's pretty good. Graphic. It's nice. Yeah. It's pushing from the creator lethal weapon. They know what they're selling. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And it is. It's very. It's it's very, like it. again stark and graphic. Yes. I like it. Yep. It's good. Uh, now I had never seen this one before. No, neither have I. Uh, I don't know where this was used. I couldn't find a, a reference to where this, I don't know if this was an international uh, poster or for the, what they do, what they call a U.S. international, which is developed in the U.S., but then sometimes this is what they send out for, for other, for overseas markets. But I, I'd never seen this image before. Yeah, I, I, I like the middle part, the Michelle Monaghan on the gun. Like, I yeah. feel like that could have been the whole poster with the L.A., yeah, in the Hollywood sign. Yeah, but you know they're selling the actors on this one, right? So international sales, I, I, it's not bad. It's it almost like a Bond me. poster. Yeah, it feels yeah. like a little bit older I mean, Bond poster. The, the, yeah, the, the the type placement on the bottom is terrible. It's just a wall of type. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not really terrible, you know. Um, and they let, and then there's all this dead space on the top above the logo, which is just to me like the the space is off a little bit. Yeah, but it's not bad. Also, the log line doesn't match that again, doesn't match the tone of the film. A bad week in a tough town. It yeah. doesn't yeah. doesn't go for anything that they were trying to now, reach for. It could know? have been a bad week in a crazy town. Would yeah, have been this, is a, this is a much more serious poster. You yeah, don't, you don't get any of the funny at all. This might be the one that I remember okay. actually, because it's similar the third to the one? first one. Well, th- this is the video release. Oh, okay. They There's added this red stripe. They had they added the red stripe with uh right. with, uh, Michelle. with Michelle Monaghan in it. Yeah. Across okay. the two figures, and this was for this was for the video release and DVD releases. Yeah. It's, okay. It's yeah, I, I like it. Yeah. So. Yeah, they could have done this with oh the standard. Oh my god, I've never seen this. We're jumping this, ahead. Sorry. So this is a piece by. No, that's right. Uh, so this is a piece by Neil Davies. Yeah, it's not really poster. It's more of a. Yeah. Well, it's it's, yeah, it's, a, yes. it's a pulp cover. Yeah. yeah it's pulp do cover. And it's good. It's I don't know why it just doesn't do it. I, I think I, I don't like all the, hey, look, it's a one paperback, so we're sticking all this white crap all over it. Right. Uh, that Fair that enough. to me is sort of But I mean, that was the theme in the movie is, you know. Like, I know, beating up paperback. It just, but it, to me, yeah, it seems like. Novels. Yeah. It's overdone to me. Okay. I do like that on her fit. Back in 05, it wasn't. It's overdone overdone yeah it is i do like the little i like the crotch gun on her finger though it's a little nice touch yeah (laughs) uh so next next is a bit more graphic piece by uh zyman fisher yeah not a fan yeah i don't like this one too monotone yeah just like it it just doesn't make you want to do anything it makes right i don't like it yeah and then uh so the next one quiet that one i don't know why okay so the next one i couldn't find the artist but uh i actually really like the poster well i don't so i'm glad yeah, I, I don't Shocker. like the, the the top two lips look like eyes in the middle like a mouth oh and it's an ugly yeah, face i didn't even see that before and it's an ugly face so yeah it doesn't work for me <laughs> it doesn't work it's uh pretty dumb and uh i'm dismissing <laughs> Oof. Oh, thanks Again, for, like, thanks for the input, Leg. I can see what you're talking uh, about. And next, oh, by the way, I don't like them. And so Maybe. next was a uh, a poster that I found that someone had done a gender swap on the movie. Oh. Uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm going to say, wait, they're not in a movie. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch this one. I for a second there. <laughs> uh, okay. I try. think, you know what? Why are you so angry? No, I'm kidding. I, I can... <laughs> That's a hard question, man. <laughs> um, I don't like this one either. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, Stop it doesn't it. make any sense. I, you know yeah. why the the reason it doesn't work for me is because I can think of better actresses. It, yeah, yes. for, the, uh, for Gay Perry and Harry. Yeah. Plus, right. I would have made it bang bang kiss kiss then. Yeah, great call. Um, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, there but you go. they yeah. left a kiss kiss bang bang. I'm like, yeah, that's that's halfway done. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> So, uh, so no, it could have just been called Bang Bang with those two in it. That's true. Anyway, that's true. All right. Listen, guys, 
thanks so much for for hanging out with us. So uh, yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. This thank was so awesome. Much. It's so thank you for putting up with our choices. Are you kidding me? That, no, 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 no. That uh, two, yeah, two good two good one. movie picks for five. Other than next time we're on the show, is going to be two porno movies. You guys have to watch. <laughs> well, those will be harder to track down. But I mean, you know, I mean, unless you do like Behind the Green Door and Devil Miss yeah. Jones or something. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's like, oh, wait behind the green yeah. screen. Behind the green screen, yes. That's behind the green that. screen. That's oh, you guys. Oh, are. bit of trivia. Um, <laughs> who is? She went to my high school. Um, Gail Chambers. Yes, she went to my high school. Um, not you. while I was there, right. but <laughs> at least for a little while. Let me get a point from what was the name? Uh, Candace, Candida Royale. Remember her? Yes. No. No, Candy. Oh, I remember her. Look her up. Oh, I remember her. her says remember. <laughs> Go ahead, look her up. Candida Royale. She has a pretty good list of movies. All right. She's uh, no longer with us, but she uh, she was a oh, friend. I didn't know that. Yeah, she was a friend, and uh, she introduced anal sex into the into the uh, porno oh. movies in the early seventies. That was her. That was her claim to fame. Yeah, great. Nom, nom de plume. Great, yes. <laughs> oh She's an yeah. extremely smart woman. She actually, uh, in the later years, created a porn company for women that yeah. made porn. Yeah, I, that's why I know her because I've seen her in interviews. Like, and, uh, I've actually never like, seen one of her porn. films. Yeah, she was, yeah. she was somebody we knew. She passed away. She had cancer, but. Ovarian oh, um, cancer. That's horrible. Yeah, yeah. she's had an interesting career and what a great person to talk to. Just real smart, you know. I think went to uh, Annie Sprinkles' uh, birthday party or something. We like did, that, yeah. Right? Yes. She invited us to Annie Sprinkles' birthday party. <laughs> Here's some trivia for you, folks. <laughs> what do you? What do you? What do you get? What do you get a woman like Annie Sprinkles for her birthday? Uh, a, a towel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> awesome. A cup? I don't know. A bowl? Um, <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> guys, thank you so an much. Umbrella, an umbrella. An umbrella. No. No. Quit while you're ahead. Love it. <laughs> uh, that's it. Uh, thanks to Purple Planet Music. And, uh... Oh, my God. That's fantastic. And we've Black lost had it. Guys, go to bed. Thank yeah, you so much. Good night. Night. I will talk you to you guys soon. Thank I'll let you, you know when this is coming on, and uh, we'll right. talk soon. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. See you guys. Thank you. That <laughs> uh, was a good one. That was fun. Uh, thanks to Fesleyan Music. Please check out our website at cinementalpod.com for all the poster images we discuss on our Down the Tube segments. And don't forget to download and subscribe to Cinemental wherever you enjoy your podcasts. You can always listen to new episodes at cinementalpod.com. Also, if you follow... Also, you can follow us on all major social media accounts at Cinemental Pod. For Asan Godwin, Latham Conger III, Jimmy Palmiotti, Amanda Connor, and myself, we say thank you so much for listening. And as always, in the words of our friend and neo-noir sweetheart gunfighter, Truman Burbank. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Not bad. All right. Nice and compact, done before midnight. Well.